0: Off the balls, Kathleen McNamee has been following the team from their training camp in Brisbane down to Sydney, and she joins me now. Kathleen, it is great to talk to you. When did you get down to Sydney? When did the team get down?
1: Uh, So, the team only got there this morning. They flew in kind of late compared to the rest of us. The rest of us got in over the last couple of days, and they basically, Vera Powell and Katie McKay, went straight. From the airport where there was loads of fans, loads of family there to greet them to a press conference with all the international media. And then they all went over to a place just slightly separate to where the stadium is that they'll be playing the game in tomorrow, about 50 15 minute drive away for a training session. Um, so the team has actually had very little time to actually acclimatise to Sydney and the way things are here, but maybe that'll suit them in the long term.
0: So I, I, I guess the experience of being in and around a training camp is that you're, you're in something of a bubble. That's, that's the point. Whereas landing in Sydney, you're suddenly exposed to all this excitement. I mean, what's it like there?
1: it's a really nice buzz around Sydney I have to say like I've been in Brisbane since Sunday week and when you're there it almost felt like you forgot the tournament was happening even though it's actually hosting games there very much is more of a low key vibe whereas the minute I flew into Sydney there was like posters everywhere you could spot an Irish person an absolute mile away I think like one of the first things I saw when I landed was a group of girls all wearing Galway jerseys and I was like aha the Irish have landed and so definitely a lot more of a vibe here and even when the team landed today like a lot of their family who hadn't gone to Brisbane were all there waiting for them plus all the crew of Irish fans who went to the airport to greet them and there was definitely way more of a hype so it's going to be interesting to see how they deal with it I was lucky enough to get into the stadium today for like a little bit of a look around and like it is massive like I don't know if many of your listeners remember say like the first time they ever walked out into Croke Park and you even as a fan you get that kind of whoa moment that's how it felt walking into the stadium today. You know, it's an 80,000 plus capacity stadium. It's already sold out. Going to be a massive crew of Irish people there. Besides the people who are flying in, there's already so many people based in Australia who have b- bought tickets. So like, I think the crowd's going to be pretty split between the two crowds. which is just going to be really, really entertaining. Um, but yeah, the the team are going to have an interesting time adjusting to all that. They did have a little bit of an opportunity this evening to have a walk around mm. the stadium while it was all quiet and see how they felt, so... Yeah, I'll be curious to see because none of them have ever played in front of a crowd like this. Like Katie McKay would be the closest playing in front of 60,000 at the Emirates in the Champions League semi-final this year. But the majority of them have probably played in front of max twenty, thirty thousand.
0: Wow, that's cool. It just uh, Even the way you describe it, it sounds incredible. I'm getting uh, excited, uh, even more excited. What, what had Vera Powell and Katie McCabe to say at the press conference in terms of, you know, preparations, kind of injury recovery for some of the players...
1: Yeah. Well, so the big news out of the press conference was that Denise O'Sullivan is fit and is definitely going to play tomorrow. Uh, It was the first question that was asked and The question wasn't even finished when Vera Powell was jumping in and being like, nope, she's fine. She's playing. And I feel like a nation probably let out a sigh of relief at that moment, knowing that Denisa Sullivan was going to be okay. Besides that, there wasn't actually all that much. It was a really, really short press conference. It was only about 12 minutes, which is like quite short for these sort of things. And Katie was talking a lot about, you know, where she's from in Kilmana and the fact that they're having viewing parties out there and just really encouraging anyone who doesn't already have something set up whether you're in work tomorrow or you're just looking for something to do to try and seek out some way to watch the game because it is going to be incredible I know a lot of people at home probably wouldn't have watched the Australia-France game that happened last week but that was a 50,000 crowd and it was absolutely insane the atmosphere was electric And it's only going to be 10 times better tomorrow night. And like this is a little piece of history that we're seeing happening right in front of our eyes. So whatever you're doing, 11 o'clock tomorrow, make sure you're tuned in and make sure you're watching these girls. Because no matter how the tournament goes, they're absolutely complete role models and such a brilliant, brilliant bunch of girls.
0: And what, what are the expectations on the pitch for tomorrow evening?
1: Um it it depends on who you talk to and how much of the green glasses that they have on from my perspective i do think that australia probably will have the upper hand on us and um, they're peaking at exactly the right time they've really honed into the atmosphere and the build up and been able to take that and use that to their advantage i think it will be close but i think they may just edge us out on this particular game but i do think that we do have a lot of opportunities in the other two games to make our mark get a result and you know If it all goes well, we could be looking at a quarterfinal against England out the other side of this group stage, which would be pretty sweet for our first ever World Cup.
0: Yeah, well, listen, uh, we will touch base again. Uh, many times over the coming days there is huge excitement here so it's great to hear that there's such excitement as well and such buzz uh, in Sydney. Uh, Kathleen McNaby uh, from Off The Ball and the uh, Coy Gig podcast as well. Kathleen, an absolute pleasure. Listen, thanks a million. Thanks, guys. Uh, Neil O'Reardon is with me now. Neil is the Chief Sports Writer with the Irish Sun Uh, and Neil, I'm sure uh, much like Kathleen Mm -hmm. and lots of other people you're excited uh, for the game tomorrow and for things to get underway though you think that Maybe more could be done from some of our uh, supermarket chains, in particular, to get behind the team. Is that right?
2: Yeah, I was just a little surprise yesterday. Um, I went to try and pick up some stuff for my kids. Uh, they're going to watch. Well, my daughter's going to be watch match with her, with her teammates, and uh, just went along to see you know t- through four different supermarkets to see what I might be able to pick up with a bit of paraphernalia and buy the tournament balls, which were on sale in Aldi and a couple of well hidden. Uh, generic tops and done stores. There's just nothing, nothing really to let you know the World Cup was on, or no merchandise um, available, no, no kind of match specials that you might get around another major sporting occasion, which I was surprised by. Uh, um,
0: and what, what do you think that is born of? Just kind of supply and demand, and 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 the supermarkets just being ruthless about it. Uh,
2: well, I think it's kind of easy to say that, but like, yeah, I think you. Y- you kind of look at how the sport has grown and how different sports have grown. And you say the demand's not there, but actually if you make the conditions right for it, the demand is there. And um, when I kind of tweeted about it yesterday, somebody replied that the more Street traders have um, the merchandise there, and they're nobody's fools. Like they're not they're not um, ordering stuff in, which they can't shift. Uh, and also I did get a lot of replies from people in the same boat who've gone look for stuff and been unable to find us now. I appreciate it. Anecdotal evidence; it doesn't necessarily mean that you uh, you justify ordering a big consignment off Alibaba. But I do think uh, if there's a visibility there, you know, a lot of stuff in, Aldi in the middle in the middle aisles, which you might not necessarily think of buying unless it's there in front of you. So I think if there is stuff there, which you know, whether it's posters and uh, highlighting the fact the World Cup is on, and um, you know, other kind of football related stuff, then I think it will shift. You know, and yeah. I there are a lot of these watch parties. Like, I know there's one the sports campus tomorrow sold out. I saw one in Cashel in you know, a cinema that's been sold out. There's one in Daily Man Park. I think there's a big crowd there. You know, people going to those events, they want to wear the colours, you know. So I'm kind of surprised there hasn't been a response to that, I guess. <laughs>
0: people when you mention the things in the middle aisle that they don't necessarily need, I think a, a lot of people are my, uh, picturing the unopened packet of chisels that they have somewhere in the utility room <laughs> at I'll home. Put a tricolor on them and they might shift now. Yeah, maybe that's it. I mean, it's, are we being a little unfair and picking just in the supermarkets? I, 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 I'm not sure I get the sense that there's the same sense of hype that there might be around the Men's World Cup. I mean, there's maybe, a, a, to a degree it's understandable, but I think if you walk down lots of high streets in Ireland, I'm, I'm, there's precious little evidence of tricolours and bunting.
2: No, you're right. Uh, it's definitely, I've seen some, but it's definitely low in comparison. Um, but it's just kind of interesting because, you know, for the last couple of years we've had a situation where the women's team has had a sponsor where the national men's team hasn't Um you know the profile of it has grown, and you kind of see it as something that people want to want to w- would want to get on board with. So I'm surprised it hasn't happened in this instance. I think maybe once the games have started, the interest will spike, especially if there's Touchwood a good result tomorrow. Um but I think it's all, all a bit latent at the moment, and it's kind of waiting to kick off, and it hasn't quite done yet. But there has been there's been pretty good media coverage across the board in terms of column inches and um time on the radio tv so from that point of view that there's 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 definitely media coverage but maybe not a huge public awareness of it as of yet
0: yeah and you're right maybe once some of that coverage particularly on on television is 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 dotted with you know clips of goals and pictures and games and big crowds and stadiums that kind of naturally leads to a build up in excitement uh, amongst the public uh, as well i mean are you are you looking forward to the game tomorrow are you nervous about it
2: I'm looking forward to it. I'm going out with my daughter to watch it with her team. Uh, So I'm looking forward to that communal experience for them. You know, I was a similar age to her for Italian 90. Um, She's 12. uh, I was 12 that summer. So, like, you know, those kind of indelible memories from your childhood, uh, you kind of want her to experience something like that. So I'm more so looking forward to it as a parent and kind of through her eyes and just that shared experience of watching with teammates and, you know, if, if they were to pull off the results, you know, how that would kind of stick with them, you know, the fact that they're watching on a, on a big screen with their mates, you know, and how that would, would just stick with them for years to come.
0: I mean, this team have already done so much to, to transform uh, the women's game and interest in the women's game, and we've come so far from, you know, players going on strike and not having the right gear and all. Um, still a long way to travel, probably, in that regard, in terms of equality. But nonetheless, I mean, do you think, do you suspect we will look back? at this World Cup as something of an inflection point or a fulcrum? Is that the, is yeah. that the potential it has?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, like you say, so, so there have been improvements in terms of how they're treated. Uh, travel-wise, you know, they all went first class to Australia. That was paid for by FIFA, but previously the FBI did mostly lay on charter flights for for away trips, so they, they're they better treated in that regard. You've had now had Players started to be play. Some players um, are starting to receive pay within the the league here. Um, I think the biggest probably impact of the tournament will probably be in participation numbers that they're, they're growing anyway. But it can be it's not necessarily lin- linear. It can be kind of it has been a bit up and down over the last few years. But I think you see a spike this summer. And obviously, the you know the the bigger the participation numbers, the greater the demand there are for pitches, whatever else. And with that way, the numbers you have more players playing, you're more likely to produce better players. Um, so
0: that, that, I think that will be the biggest legacy that will result, result from it. Alright, well listen uh, Neil, I hope you enjoy it uh, and I hope the family enjoys it and I hope everybody listening is looking forward to and will enjoy as well uh, the game tomorrow. We are going to have uh, reviews of it of course as you'd imagine uh, when we're on air here at four o'clock we'll touch base with Kathleen as well and Sydney and hopefully we'll be able to hear as well from uh, some of the players uh, involved and Neil O'Reardon is Chief Sports Writer with the Irish Sun uh, Ger in Kilcullen says, I don't know why you're surprised at the lack of interest. Women don't have the same interest in sport as men. Well, so says a jerk. Men are allowed to be interested in women's sport, I guess, sure, as well. Might be uh, another point somebody could make. I don't think the viewing figures for the ladies would be anything to write home about, unfortunately, uh, says somebody else. And this listener says, I'm a woman in my 50s and I have numerous football jerseys and I wear them every day. So excited for the World Cup tomorrow. Come on, you girls in green. We're actually going to be talking a little bit later this hour to Cullen uh from Off the Ball about wearing jerseys and whether people wear jerseys or should wear jerseys, football jerseys, GEA jerseys, sports jerseys in general, if they're not going to a match or playing sport. In other words, wearing your United jersey or your Awfully jersey as a piece of fashion. 87 1400 one oh six. Let me know. Uh, in the meantime, what do you think? Maybe let me know as well if you have plans. What you're going to do to watch the women uh, tomorrow uh, in opposition to Australia uh, in their opening game of the World Cup before eighty thousand people. The way Kathleen describes it, it does sound very exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Eleven o'clock uh, tomorrow morning. The hard shoulder with Kieran Cuddihy with Nissan weekdays from four on News Talk.